You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 122. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. Not to be confused with fortitude. What? I don't know. I had I had the the the, the forty two. Is that from, from Hitchhiker's Guide? Yes. Galaxy? I have the computer forty two. When you said that, for some reason, you know I the just, books are so much better. I have only read two of them. Oh my god, you've got to! It's amazing. I was just telling Mangub the other day, and I forget why. I forget how it came up, but in one of the books, there's this restaurant where like the animals like come out. Yes. Yeah, so just the whole this. thing's an amazing take. Like, like there's such just, there's just such like folks, if you have not read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series or you've only read the first book, you were like seriously missing out. Like read them all. You can skip the last one if you want. It gets a little depressing at the end, but it's still worth reading. That's yeah. a completely different left turn from like what we were originally gonna talk about, which is sexercise balls. Not been around long enough to figure out my brain yet. Oh, I, I I totally know your brain. Your brain is like, we'll be talking about going to a restaurant and by the end of it somewhere, we'll end up like talking about the next app to like be able to do some funky thing to lock out your computer so that way you can't get other apps. Like that's how your brain works. I know that. Do you want me to start talking about that now? No, I don't. Okay, well, what do you want to talk about? It's exercise ball. It's not actually... First off, I don't want to say you made up sexercise because you didn't, but it isn't actually it's the a yoga ball. ball. It's a yoga ball. It was actually my yoga ball. So I have been, and I will prelude with this. One of the nice things lately has been getting a little more into our power exchange on a more day-to-day basis. And I have very much been enjoying Wow, what is that expectant look? Should I not say anything? No, I'm, I'm listening intently. I have very much been enjoying the like being used and left like kind of dynamic that has developed here over the last little bit. You like being my toy. I do. I do. I feel like it's something you've, I don't want to say grown into, but grown into maybe like like where you've gotten more comfortable with that aspect of your dominance it has always been a struggle not because like it's funny because like on the on the like impact pain side of things i've always been really comfortable with like i'm hurting you for me like i am perfectly fine even that i feel like it's over the years has from like the very beginning, yeah. yes. But like that—that's like been a long time. That's now. like the way back machine. Like we're talking <laughs> ah. like like fifteen years now. 
But as far as the the sexual aspect, there's always been a little bit of a disconnect between like sex being a mutual pleasure thing for me and wanting your pleasure to be involved in it. And I've gotten a bit more secure. And not just me, like other yes, people. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's that's always been a thing. Like I, I really, on the like sensual sexual side of things versus like the beady, impacty pain side of things, I look for it to be very mutual. Where does CNC fall in there? Oh, that completely throws out all of that. Okay. CNC is, is its own like... If I'm doing a consensual non-consent scene with you, I'm assuming that the pleasure that you're getting is out of me consensually non-consenting you. Okay, gotcha. But that's that's, that's a pretty good assumption. Yeah, like if I'm if I'm doing that kind of scene, if we've negotiated that kind of scene, my expectation is is that you want me to do all of the like consensual non-consenty things to you. But on just like a grabbing you up and like doing a quickie, mm-hmm. or like us just kind of like having sex, like. For me, especially like quickies, things like that, like there is this like pool of like trying to make sure that it's pleasurable. And just over the last little while, one of the things that's clicked for me is pleasure doesn't necessarily come all in one package, which I knew anyway, but you're following that you can derive pleasure from me just getting pleasure and being used, which I knew already, but I've started to more embody that. Yeah, I think that's kind of called submissive yeah well i don't really have a submissive brain so occasionally i have to really do some mind gymnastics to figure that out well and i think uh, uh, part of the the interesting thing for that for you i think has been that like the things that work best for you for that tend to be pretty uncomfortable positions for me which i guess takes us to and i don't know if that's a height difference thing or height difference because you can or what but i guess that takes us to this yeah, exercise the fact ball. That there is no height difference. Yeah, yeah I was like, you have no height difference. Here. Yeah. So the exercise ball, we ended up using the other day. And the thing is, is like we have had sex in like many different places. Like we've had sex on a plane. We've had sex in the middle of a street that was being built. We've had sex in cars. Oh, awesome. Like, we should tell that story sometime. Yeah. We, we've had sex in lots of places, lots dungeons, of places, dungeons, camps. camps, outside places, all kinds of things, Caves. right? And we've had sex in like many, many, many positions. Like I'm not even gonna go through them, but like, and we've also like just tried things for the hell of it. Like we we have like a sex book that has like goofy ass positions and we're like, okay, let's give it a try. Okay, that's not really gonna work. Let's stop that. But like one thing, we haven't done is had sex on an exercise ball. I suspect because it's pretty difficult for the person on the bottom of it. Well, well. I don't know because I wasn't on the bottom of it. You were. But as the person who like rode the person who was sitting on the on the exercise ball, do it. Do it. It feels so good. Oh, my God. Like, <sighs> like perfect G spot. Like able to like flex your legs and bounce up and down with like zero pressure on knees or ankles or anything. So like if you're somebody who has like any kind of like arthritic issues with your knees or your ankles, like, oh my God, it's like up and down pumping action with no consequence. So I would suspect folks, I will, I will give you a bit of insight if you do want to do this for my very 
limited experience doing this now because we did that exactly <laughs> once so far. One time. I'm sure that's not the last time. Nope. Number one, make sure that you get a ball that's rated for the weight. I feel like I have to say that. I'm sure. <laughs> somebody sees us. I'm sure there's a way. Yeah, we touch of flavor does not take responsibility for your exploding exercise ball and any injuries that may result. So make sure you're looking at that. But we take full credit for all pleasure that you yeah, have. Yeah, de- we're, we're definitely going to have our cake and eat it too with that one. Other thing, uh, just two other things. Number one, if you are... And this goes if you are a penis haver, because I think that's where you would wind up in this position. But if you are a penis haver and you are being ridden on the ball, because I don't think this would be as big of an issue like with somebody bent over the ball or something. I would suggest that for the sake of balance, you maybe put the ball up against a wall and kind of like keep your hands on the ball. And if like you can't do that and you still are like, that sounds really hot. I do think they make like, balance ball chairs for like people Mm -hmm. sitting at their desk which by the way is why this is now in my office uh, that you could probably use although i mean yeah i mean that would definitely probably work so should we bounce on to the topic of the day what is with you and a man and all the dad jokes (laughs) lately man (sighs) okay (laughs) so folks we're gonna bounce on to NRE, which is our topic for the day. NRE, how to deal with it, how to deal with your partner, and then our NRE, super important topic. So without further ado, let's bounce on over to that. So we we wanted to talk about this, right? NRE is something we've been getting a lot of questions on lately. And like when your partner is an NRE, what do you do? And Cassie, I I think we had said we wanted to just start with defining NRE in case we have anybody on who may not know. Because we have had a couple of folks who have like seen some questions about NRE in our Facebook group or on our our page, things that we've talked about and have been like nuclear something energy. What is this? I Googled it. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. So NRE is new relationship energy. And to give you a feel for it, it's that like pink fog, that warm, fuzzy feeling, that beginning of a relationship feeling that a lot of us know is like that uh, shiny, bright face. I, yeah, you, you, depending on, on who you are personality-wise, you, you, you might either identify with it as like that bright, shiny phase. That's how I tend to talk about it. Or you might identify it as like that time that your brain thinks you're doing drugs. Either way, there's some interesting studies on that, by the way, and, and kind of the similarities of your brain under MRI imaging when you're, you're in a new relationship and having that NRE. But NRE is something that, for, for a lot of reasons, is a big topic that does come up a lot in non-monogamous relationships. And it's a really interesting thing because for a lot of us, for those of us who are non-monogamous, right, NRE tends to be one of the things that is amazing about non-monogamy, being able to have the ability to take that connection where it comes, like when you find somebody that you're able to connect with and being able to get that amazing, just awesome, warm, incredibly intense way that you interact with somebody when you first meet is, is a really, really big upside to non-monogamy. And I think if you got a, a, a survey from people who are in non-monogamy, right, that NRE would definitely rank up there as one of the reasons that 
we enjoy it. I, I can't tell you when I'm talking to people about their relationships, how many people I talk to who talk about being able to have that, that new energy in a relationship, that kind of freshness, how many people that's a big, big factor for. And of course it is. That's a feeling that even if you're monogamous, right, you can look back on that feeling. And, and when you've had that in your relationships and that be a feeling that is just amazing. Anything you want to throw in there? No. Yeah. No. Help me sleep. Yep. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like there's some kind of like media reference here and I'm not really a... Uh, it's Bo- it, it, Bono is a singer. No, those are You should know blue. better than the pop culture reference. Maybe uh, I don't know anything. Yeah. Josh does not know any uh, pop culture stuff, but it is blue blockers. Yes. So let, let's talk about where some of the problems start to come in though, because here's the thing. This is like with great power comes great responsibility. Well, with NRE, with great awesomeness comes a lot of potential problems. And this is where we start to get questions around stuff. So let's let's talk about that and what that looks like. And, and we're going to talk specifically around the problems that you can run into when your partner is an NRE. And this is, is pretty commonly a story that we hear is your partner's an NRE and they are head over heels. They are like have all the feels for this person. Like they're, they're wanting to spend every spare minute with them. The, the connection that they have is just amazing. The passion that they have is out of this world. Maybe it's something that they come back and they talk to you about. And I mean, they're clearly just like completely taken and infatuated with this person. It's easy to feel like from the, the good polyamory person end, right? In so much as there is such a thing, this is the time that you should be happy for your partner. Yeah, I was going to say, should feel like you should. This is a time that you can feel like you should right now be like really happy for your partner. You have that compersion, that, that happiness that your partner is happy. But a lot of times that isn't the case. It isn't what actually happens. A lot of times when your partner's an NRE, that may be amazing for them. And you're over here feeling like you should be happy for them, but like nothing could be further from the truth. And they're all kicking it over to you. So you're kicking it over for me to talk about like how you're actually feeling? Yep. Okay. So how you're feeling is like this. You end up kind of like for a while trying to keep it cool because that's what we all do, right? We try to sweep it off. But then it starts to really sink in. Like, I want that. That's not fair. You get into this place of really feeling bad and then you start to wonder about your worth. Like, does my partner actually still love me? Are they gonna wanna be with me? Am I gonna get left? And there's a lot of doubts that start sinking in. Yeah, what, what, what I'll typically hear when I'm talking to people about this is, is there's a few areas and they're all really kind of interconnected. But the first is like the time. Like I just, I just can't seem to get any time with my partner. They want to spend all of their time with this other person. And, and even when we have time together, right? Like they're talking about them nonstop. They're texting them nonstop. They're, I, I don't even feel like I exist. Like I can't get the time. Even when I do, it, it's like I, like I might as well not even be there. The other thing that people will run into a lot is where they're looking at 
this amazing relationship that their partner has with this other person. And again, they want to be happy and they want to be feeling these good feels because they do love their partner and their partner is happy. But really, they're looking at this and, and they're looking at the passion. They're looking at how they're just like talking all the time about everything and having these deep, intimate conversations, right? They're looking at like the, the texts in the morning, the, the, the touches through the day, the little kisses, the how how good the sex is between their partner and this other person, how excited their partner is to do that, like how enthused their partner is to go have sex with this other person and how awesome that is and how they can't stop talking about it. But how meanwhile, like, we aren't doing those things. We, we haven't had sex like that in, in, in I don't know how long. We haven't had those little conversations through the day that are like really deep and meaningful and connected in, in years. And they're looking at these things and they're, they're, they're wondering like, why can't I have that? And, and where they want to be feeling these good feelings, what's really going on are these feelings of loss, these feelings of not being enough, these jealous feelings at the end of the day, and really this worry, am I going to be left behind. And this is where it's for a lot of people. It may not have gotten here for you. You may be up to this point, maybe not quite here. But a lot of times where this winds up going is this thought, am I going to be left behind? Is there going to be enough space for me left here if they keep growing like they're growing? And sometimes that left behind is a real worry. And sometimes it's something that like people know cognitively isn't true, but in their heart, they can't stop that worry because of what they're seeing. And it, it still winds up having an impact on the relationship anyways. And I was going to add in there, and even if it's, even if there isn't a worry of being left behind, there's this worry of, is this what I'm stuck with? Am I going to see for the rest of my mm. life, my partner being in love with somebody else, being passionate with somebody else, doing the little things that I've always asked them to do or have wanted to do or all these things that I have been craving? Am I going to spend the rest of my life with this person watching from a distance the things that I want? They're having a banquet and I'm over here getting scraps and, I, and they're getting the banquet of the things that I've been asking for for years. And... When this is going on, this, this does lead to a lot of problems. And we talked about it, but first there, there's this big hit to the self-esteem, to your confidence. But it isn't just that, right? Because these feelings of not having the time, of not having the connection that someone else is having, of being less than, of worrying about being left behind, they manifest for ourselves, usually in like worry and anxiety that we carry. And usually, by the way, folks, when we're carrying worry and anxiety about our relationships, it isn't something we just carry in, in the, the relationship. It's something we carry into other parts of our lives. Our emotions are not something that happen in a vacuum. Our emotions and our feelings are not in a vacuum. But along with that, it also winds up bleeding over, obviously, into the relationship. And this can look dozen different ways, right? But what are some of the most common? Distance, like a growing feeling of distance between us is one way that you see it a lot. Conversations starting to come up where I am either 
complaining about your relationship with this person or a lot of times you'll see I'm trying to like put controls and limits on your relationship with this person to try and reclaim some of those things I feel like I'm not getting right and and sometimes this can this will actually like wind up resulting in like an ultimatum like a them or me and something that you'll see a lot when this is like a pattern where this is something that has happened in in a relationship before and maybe we're not currently non-monogamous like maybe, but this is something that's happened a time or two before in relationships where I've seen you go through this NRE and this has been the pattern is uh, me just kind of like being a hard no to our relationship being non-monogamous at this point and throwing that limit, that rule, that whatever you want to call it onto the relationship. And even if you do end up opening up, you put like major restrictions that would make it really impossible for me to have connections or interact with my partners, things like that. You know, Buffy said, you know, for me, it's more of like a, why can't I introduce that excitement and euphoria in my partner? And it can also feel threatening and shortchanging. And, and, and exactly. So let's talk about, about what you actually do about this when your partner is here. Or if you are the person, by the way, who recognizes that you're here and your partner's going through this, right? You're the one at NRE and your partner's suffering. So there's a few things with this. The first, and I'm going to actually get out of the way up front, the first thing that you probably think is the answer, but usually is only a smaller piece of the answer. And I'll let you talk about this because it's something that you, you're really good at. But I mean, the first piece is just, there is a certain extent to which NRE has to be balanced in a relationship, just like flat out. Like there's a certain extent just to which your partner needs to balance their MR NRE. And I'll I'll let you talk about that because I know that's something that you're pretty, pretty passionate about. Yeah. So here's the thing. We all have things that are super exciting and fun and we have to manage them. We have to show up every day and manage things that are awesome and great. Like we can go and eat the ice cream. The ice cream is fantastic, but we can't eat ice cream every single second. So it does come down to like managing what we're doing. And that means being responsible for our relationships, like keeping things intact. Like we know when we've spent five days hanging out with a new partner and we haven't put any time on the calendar for our other partner. Like we know when we're sitting here and we're texting the whole time and not talking to our partner that that's causing them pain. So there is just a level of like recognizing our behavior and paying attention to it. And being aware of NRE is is like... A big part of the battle. Yeah, I was going to say, like, (laughs) maybe like 70, 80% of that battle. Being aware of NRE. And the other piece of this, too, like, especially if you are somebody who is particularly susceptible to NRE. You know, I'm thinking about this, and I may want to do like an ADHD NRE live here Mm -hmm. at some point. But certain people are more susceptible to the new stimulation and the bright, shiny and the. There's a word for it that I know that I'm totally losing Infatuation? Yeah, that isn't the word that I'm looking for, though. The zoning in, there's a specific word for it. I don't remember. So if if that's you, that's something to be aware of. But what can people do? So, so, but if if I'm me and, and my partner is an NRE and they're not balancing their NRE, what can I do? What can I ask to help with that? Oh, I thought you were still stuck on the first partner, like kind of managing it themselves. Well, the topic of this is my partner is an NRE. What do I do? So how can I ask my partner to manage it? Or can I... The first thing is, is when you're bringing that up to your partner, don't do it in a way of like, hey, 
like, hey, butthead, you're not paying attention to me. What the hell, right, is not going to go very far. So like bringing it up maybe in an excited way. Like, hey, I know you're having a lot of fun and like you're kind of caught up in NRE, but I would like to spend some time with you or like I would like this. So like bringing up what you would like and making it more about like this being a fun time for them and just wanting to like have them remember things than making it a problem. And even asking for like, like, hey, like when we're hanging out, like I'd really prefer like, could we not do phones when we're hanging out? That kind of a thing. So you can make some asks there. And so balancing NRE, being aware of it, balancing it and our partners, like being able to ask our partners to balance, that's a piece. But the thing is, we usually think of that as the piece, which is hilarious. And it's hilarious because the fact of the matter is 90% of you listening to this are aware of NRE. Like this isn't a shock to you that this happens. It isn't a shock to your partner that NRE happens. And it isn't that there isn't like a, a knowing or a, there isn't like the knowledge of it to an where, awareness. yeah, <laughs> an awareness of it to where like it's happening and awares and there's no ability to find balance. So the balancing is, is important, but what we find actually is that a lot of the times that isn't the biggest piece of the problem. I'm not going to say it's not the problem because it usually is part of the problem, but it's not usually the biggest piece of the problem. And the biggest piece of the problem usually isn't what people think it is. And the biggest piece of the problem, it doesn't actually have to do with your partner and their interactions with their metamor, right? Here's what's really going on. And your metamor. Uh, sorry, and your metamor, right? Here, here's what's really going on most of the time. Most of the time, this is actually, if, if I'm... Cass is an NRA with somebody else and I'm, I'm getting really upset and there's a lot going on. What we find most of the time, and obviously this isn't everybody, so if you're the person that this isn't you, but most of the time, this actually has more to do with our relationship than it does with her relationship with her partner. And here's what I mean by that. Most of the time, what happened here isn't that our relationship was amazing. I had all the things I wanted, all my needs met. Now this new partner came along, you aren't balancing your, your NRE well and I've lost everything and my life is miserable. It's not usually what happens. For one big reason, because if our relationship is that amazing, typically, if you know about NRE, which again, most of us do, you're going to make a pretty good effort of balancing and Right. When I, I come to you with those things, if our relationship has been on point, our connection has been good, our communication has been on point and I'm making asks here, typically you're going to respond to that pretty well in terms of helping and balancing. OK, so here's the thing. What typically is going on is that I actually haven't been getting a lot of the things that I've wanted in this relationship. I haven't been getting a lot of the things that I've needed in this relationship, maybe across like a broad spectrum of areas or maybe in a couple of really specific areas. And that maybe has been going on for a long time. And now that her partner is here and I'm having to watch those interactions, I'm seeing the contrast. I'm seeing the contrast between what could be and what I have. I'm having a light shown on all these things that I've been asking for for a long time and you've maybe been telling you can't give me, but now I'm watching you give to somebody else. I'm seeing a reminder of what we used to have and what I miss. 
And now I'm seeing it here. Go ahead. You I look like you wanted to say, say something. Yeah, I, I just want to say it's the the pain is created by the highlight. When we have something that we're missing, it hurts already. But when we see it's a possibility, it hurts even more. It doesn't, it, it's, I'm not going to take away that it hurt before because it probably did. You probably were missing out on those things. But being able to see that there is this possibility, but yet you can't have it, that contrast is even more painful. And it's, it's that, that, that highlighting, that effect of being able to see that very, very big contrast from where you want to be versus like what someone else can have with your partner. So when you're here, what do you do? couple things, but I, I would encourage you first, because so often, so much of this is in the way that we approach things and view things. I would encourage you, and this may be a little difficult, but if you're the person who is, your partner is in that NRA and you are suffering right now, I would encourage you to try and see the opportunity in this situation. And you may be going, Josh, like, what are you talking about? This sucks. What opportunity in the situation? Well, truth of the matter is situations that suck are, are one of the places that's most important to see what the opportunity is there so that we can, we can get something beneficial out of that crappy situation instead of just suffering through it. It's how we turn tribulations into, into taking things to the next level. And what do I mean by see the opportunity here? Well, here's the thing. You are now seeing this situation highlighted, number one, which is giving you motivation not to sit on something that has probably been there that you have been tolerating for a long time, that you should not have been tolerating. You, you've had these things going on in your relationship where things have been subpar, where you haven't been getting your needs met, right? Where you, you, know, you are, aren't living your relationship or your life at your full potential. And you've been settling. You've been settling for less than you deserve and less than, honestly, your partner deserves in your relationship. And having this highlighted is whatever else it might be and however else it might suck. Having the spotlight shown on is good motivation, right? To take the opportunity to not settle for that any longer and to fix these challenges that may have been there for a long time. And also... You can also see a lot of times in that contrast that things are possible that maybe you've been having a discussion weren't, right? And I, I said part of this pain a lot of times can come from seeing your partner have something that maybe they've been saying they couldn't give you. Maybe in terms of time, time's a big one, or in terms of intimacy or in terms of activities. And now you see that they actually can do that, but it's been something in your relationship. And so when you're here, this is an opportunity to up-level your relationship with your partner to heal things that have been here for a long time, to get to a place where your needs are getting met and things are fulfilling. And what's amazing is that that's actually exactly what you have to do to solve the problem of NRE here when we're talking about like feeling this loss. Because if you are in this place where that is at the root of this, like it is for most people, and even if your partner starts balancing the NRE better, that isn't suddenly going to take away from you having to see all these things that you want that you're not getting in this other relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like the thing is, is that even if your partner is doing everything that they can to like not 
talk about their other relationship. They're not hanging out on their phone while you're together is, is doing all of these things. If you see them happy and you see them joyful and you see the, the possibility that you feel like you don't, aren't getting and don't have, it's still going to hurt. Even if I'm balancing it perfectly fine, even if like I'm giving you like if I give you two in a two days a week, I give my other partner two days a week, we have date nights equally, et cetera, et cetera. If we're miserable, you're still going to see that. You're still going to see the difference. Well, and like I said, folks, we, we rarely see situations where NRE is the only problem. And this this goes to our whole theory that we talk about how like uh, things in our relationships can be a lot more connected than we give them credit for. The truth of the matter is, like I said before, and I'm just going to reiterate this again in case it didn't really click the first time that I said it, if your partner not balancing their energy was the only problem in your relationship, chances are you would have handled that problem already. And I already talked about that, so I'm not going to again, but I did just want to reiterate that. So go ahead. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like it's it's this feeling of 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 knowing. It's not even a feeling. It's it's a knowing that you and your partner are not where you want to be and being able to see those things somewhere else. It's not actually that those things are happening elsewhere. It's that you don't have them here. So So what do you do? You need to balance the NRE, but the bigger piece, honestly, folks, is that you need to fix the challenges that are in your relationship and have been in your relationship. Like I said, very rarely do these challenges start with NRE. This is usually stuff that has been persisting for long before this new person ever came into play. Whether it is that the the intimacy has died off, whether it is that you're not spending time together, you know, that those you don't have those conversations anymore through the day, that you're feeling more like a roommate, that you you're arguing, like whatever. You need to go to the root and address those challenges that you have in your relationship, the things that you've been settling for, the things that have been keeping this relationship from reaching its full potential, the things that you haven't been getting. And let's be honest here, that your partner hasn't been getting. Because I can promise you, while they may be the one in NRE right now, and you may be really feeling the things that you're missing, if you have wants and needs and things that have been going unmet for a long time, it means your partner has as well. They may be happier in this moment, But at the end of the day, even for them, once that NRE dies off, they're going to go back to realizing what's missing in your relationship. Or, or in some cases, that left behind feeling may actually start to move its way into reality. Again, not because this person is taking them from you, but because you aren't addressing the stuff going on in your relationship. So you aren't having the relationship that you two want with each other. Meanwhile, they are having the relationship that they want over here. So you have to, you have to address those underlying challenges that that's really it at the root. So you need to fix the things that have been going on. And and yeah, along the way with that, you do need to bounce the NRE. But I want you all again to, to just keep the fallacy that that is the root problem. Because again, if that was the root problem, it wouldn't be a problem because you would have you two would have been in a good enough place to fix it already. So something that I want to suggest is that if you're listening to this and you're like, NRE has been our problem, like I want you to take a moment and really look at your relationship. Like, how have you been showing up as a partner? Like, what are the things that have been happening in your relationship? Has there been these arguments? Has there been a falling off of intimacy? Has there been a lack of connection, a lack of conversations? Have there been these things? And really have that honest conversation with yourself. Like, am I using NRE 
as the scapegoat for the problems that were already there? Am I using this, this, this contrast, this highlighter, not as a motivator, but as the thing to make an excuse for what's hap- been happening? Not, not things that are happening, but things that have been happening already. Yeah. Two things you can ask yourself really easy. Number one, when you're looking at the things that you feel like your partner is getting that you're not, how long have I been missing these things? Chances are that's much longer in retrospect. It's much longer than just since this person's been there. So that's one question you can ask yourself. Another question I'd encourage you to ask yourself, if you're really like, no, these problems have really just started and this doesn't have anything to do with us and it is just the NRE, I challenge you to ask yourself, why haven't you fixed it? And I'm not saying that as a rhetorical question. But I'm challenging you to look at where are the weak spots in our interactions, in our patterns, in our communication, in the way that we interact with each other, that we haven't just been able to navigate that NRE and find more of a balancer on our own. When I came to you and said, hey, listen, I'm really suffering right now, and I would really appreciate if you could find some more time to spend with me. Why didn't that happen? And and I'd ask you to look really deep there because there's going to be an answer. There's going to be a place that isn't where it should be that goes beyond the NRE if that's a place that you're stuck. That makes sense? So that's what I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to look at if you're feeling this NRE. Number one, like we said, ask your partner for that balance. That, that's important. But number two, really look at your relationship. Or if you're the partner and you're watching this, recognize there needs to be a balance. And I, that NRA is a balance. I'm just sticking with the title. That's all, that's all <laughs> I'm doing. Well, in case someone else is listening in. Because you gonna, are. Because you are. I'm going to throw that out. If you're, if you're in the NRE, recognize there should be a balance and that your brains are on drugs. Like that's, that's the short version. Just start there. Right. <laughs> and like I said, especially if you're, you realize that you are especially susceptible to NRE and getting too focused in, that's something not to suddenly not do the relationship, but it's something to keep in mind because you, you have even more of a responsibility to balance them. But after that, again, ask yourself, what are the other things in this relationship that need to change? What are the things that that I was missing that needed to change before this other person came into our lives? What What are the reasons that we have not been able to hash this out and just overcome this NRE challenge and really look at those things because in those things is where you are really going to find the true answers to what's going on here. And like we said, the balancing is important, but at the end of the day, you can do all the balancing in the world. And this gets back folks to the conversation we have about jealousy. You can do all the balancing in the world, but at the end of the day, if I've been asking you for for touch and missing touch, for years and now I'm seeing you fawn all over this other person, it's not going to feel good. It doesn't matter how much balancing we're doing. That isn't about NRE. That's about how we interact and me not getting my needs met. So look for those things. And if you need help navigating through this, if you need help figuring out what those underlying things are, you need help addressing those underlying challenges. If you're just like, oh my God, this all makes sense, but I really still can't figure out what the hell is going on. Why are we still stuck in NRE? That's cool. You can just, just, Hop on the phone. Let's chat. I'll, I'll put a link both on one of our calendars. Like, you just set up a free call. Let's just chat for a bit about it. You can go to a touchflare.com forward slash talk. We're happy to help you figure it out. And, and we're always here for you, whether it's for this or anything else, by the way, if you're watching this, right, that's going on in your relationships that you're stuck on, you need help, you want to level up, you want to 
stop settling and get to those relationships you deserve. But I want you to keep those things in mind. And because at the end of the day, I want you to keep in mind that that really beyond NRE is the discussion that we're having here. We're not having the discussion about your partner. We're having the discussion for how can we stop settling in our relationships? How can we be getting our needs met? How can we be happy and fulfilled with each other? Where are the places that's been lacking? And how can we build the love and the passion and the quality time and the relationships and the, the, the little touches for ourselves and the communication for ourselves. How can we build that? How can we stop settling? How can we build the relationship and the life that we deserve together? Because at the end of the day, again, this isn't about the other person. This is about us. I don't care if it's an NRE conversation or not. Okay. If I'm getting a little passionate about this, because I am. Right. Nobody should be settling for the things like, for less than what they deserve relationship wise. And by that, I don't mean like ditch your partner. That isn't what we're talking about. Like you shouldn't settle for them. No, like you both should stop settling for the way you're having this relationship and do something to change it. Because as Josh mentioned, most likely they've been settling too. Mm -hmm. So neither one of you should be settling for anything less than an amazing, thriving, fucking fun-filled relationship life's too short folks like seriously like life's too short I, I can't stress this enough like life is too short to settle for living your relationships at anything less than amazing time's too short the time with your partner is too short it's too short so like i said folks just keep that stuff in mind that's the conversation we're really having here at the end of the day and again if you're stuck if you don't know how to break the old patterns. If you don't know how to get those things that you actually need, or even if you're just like, I just don't know how to get out of energy or whatever else, go ahead, book a call. Like I said, go to touchflare.com forward slash talk. Let's chat. We're happy to help you. Okay. And let's get stuff back on track. Okay. And let's see if we have any, anything else you want to throw in Cassie to wrap up here? No, I think that that about covers it. We should check and see if we've got anything else. Okay. And Melanie says, I'm going through this right now. What happens when you try to address the things and he doesn't hear you? So, Melanie, this, this actually kind of gets to what I was saying, which is if you're trying to address this and you're like, hey, like you, you, this stuff's out of balance, NRE-wise, time-wise, energy-wise right now, and your partner doesn't hear you, that's, that's indicative of there being a, a different problem beyond the NRE, Right. There, there, there's there's another level of what's going on here and, and whether it's the communication or like I said, whether it's, and I don't even like talking about it that way because really at the end of the day, this stuff's all intertwined. So maybe the communication and also people haven't been really happy for the last couple of years and also whatever, but that's a sign that there's something deeper here. And I would really say, Melanie, like this, if you're trying to have those conversations and your partner's not hearing you, like this is a time to like take advantage of that call we talked about so we can help you untangle it. Because it means that there's, just like we are talking about, there usually is or stuff here underneath the surface of what appears to be on top. Okay? And typically speaking, it's not just one of you. There's things on both sides mm -hmm. that haven't been working for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, folks, a touchflare.com forward slash talk. We're happy to help you untangle it. Like this is something that is so, so common. And like I said, it's one of those things that is is not what it tends to appear as on the surface. So if you're stuck, Get some help. Like I said, ask yourself these questions, whatever you need to do. But it's time to get unstuck and stop settling. That's really the root of this conversation. 
And I just want to say thank you to the folks who have reached out and asked questions around NRE. Mm-hmm. We're always here to help. And if there are things in your relationships that are coming up, make sure you reach out to us so that way we can do things like these lives and, and reach out and, and have conversations and especially have deeper conversations if needed. You can go and do Uh, the call with us. And for all the vulnerability and great comments too, obviously, like it's one of the great things about community is it's it's helpful to everybody else to see other people are going through the same things and all that. So we're going to wrap it up here. Everybody, it's been great talking. You have a fantastic night. Like I said, if you need help, reach out. Melanie, you can talk to us. Just go to that link. Go to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. You can book a free call. We'll just chat, untangle what's going on. Okay. And if you're having any challenge with that or whatever, or just reach out. If you're watching this on the Facebook page, just message the Facebook page. If you, you're in the Facebook group, message Cassie or I, or any of the, the moderators, we can hook you up. I know Amanda's commented on the thread in the Facebook group and tagged a few people. So you can also message her as well if necessary. Yep. But like I said, go to the link at touchplay.com forward slash talk, book the call. That's how you do it, Melanie. And if you have any other problems with it, just reach out. We'll help you out. Okay. If you have any, any problems getting that set up. All right, everybody, we will talk to you soon and we will talk to y'all soon. Thanks for listening to the touch of flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink power exchange or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years. This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1.